being aware of the self-creating habits of mind. I'm sitting down, I'm starting the meditation, I'm listening. My mind, my body, my practice. It's very easy, very ordinary, familiar for the mind to create these ways of labeling experience. So it's important to notice that self-creating habit, the I-making and mind-making, ahankara, mamankara. To notice those habits, be awake to them. And with that wakefulness, then helping effort and intention to be guided by mindfulness and wisdom, satipanya, rather than by self-view and habit, me doing something to get some result, to get somewhere. Making those feelings of self and other, me and the world, solid, concrete, separate. When we establish this alertness, attention to that self-creation, the habits of practicing based on self-view, recognizing that, knowing that, using that recognition then to strengthen the quality of awareness, mindfulness and wisdom, and letting that wisdom, that awareness, have its own effect. So if there's a a noticing of the body slumped over, rather than, I should sit up straight, let there be awareness of that slumped feeling, that the the body adjusts on its own. It's a self-adjusting universe. And the element that helps the adjustment to take place in accordance with Dhamma, most harmoniously and effectively, is awareness, vicha, the vicha dhatu, the element of knowing, of awareness. That's the integrating factor. That's what helps things to come into balance. That principle of wakefulness, the the buddho, the awake-aware quality of the heart. Or if we feel tension in the system, our neck is tight, our muscles tense, rigid, rather than, I should relax, I need to lighten up. Notice that, I should, I must, habit, notice that, recognize it. Let there be awareness of those places of stressing, in your eye, around your eyes, in your jaw, your neck, your stomach. 
feel that stressing, that tensing, let the awareness have its own effect. Rather than, I should relax, just like a heat lamp working on a knotted muscle, let that quality of awareness shine upon the areas of tension, let them adjust on their own, let that wakeful awareness have its natural effect. Reflecting on the teachings of Paticca Samuppada, dependent origination, the Buddha pointed out how consciousness, vijnana, and mentality, materiality, namarupa, they lean upon each other, they condition each other. Consciousness is a condition, a support for mentality, materiality, mind and body. Mentality, materiality, is a support, a cause for consciousness. They lean on each other, they feed each other, they support each other. Venerable uh, Nyanananda, a great uh, Sri Lankan writer and teacher, he used to refer to this as the Namarupa Vijnana vortex, like a whirlpool. These pair of qualities, these two qualities, feed on each other, revolve around each other, gain strength from each other, just like a, a whirlwind or a vortex, a whirlpool. Another image that the Buddha used is two bundles of reeds leaning upon each other. They support each other, like two bundles of reeds leaning on each other. Or even though these con concepts might be strange or unfamiliar words or difficult to get a sense of, in their essence, what it means is the vijnana side here, in this respect, is that quality of subjectivity, the I the experiencer, I the doer, the subject. So it's related to the cognizing, knowing side, the subject side of experience, this feeling of me hearing, me practicing, me doing, me knowing, me remembering. And the namarupa, that materiality, mentality, in this respect, represents the object side, this body, this world, these words, these feelings, the known the object. So this namarupa vijnana vortex, these, this uh, the pair of qualities feeding each other, leaning on each other, what that's pointing to is how when there is ignorance, when things are not seen clearly, then as a formation of an I and a world, me in and my world. Me in here, looking at the world out there, or me here, looking at my mind, or my memories, my ideas inside. It's the way the feeling of subject and object 
me here, the world out there, how that becomes apparently real, apparently solid. A me here, moving around in a world out there. That's what this refers to. So even though terms like nama rupa vijnana vortex can seem pretty weird or strange, unusual, all of us know the feeling of me moving around in the world, me in here looking at a world out there, or me watching my mind as an object, as a thing being looked at, being known, being experienced. We all know that. That's very familiar to all of us. So then those two, in the, again in the teachings on dependent origination, they condition the six senses, contact, feeling, salayatana, pasa, vedana. That dynamic is what makes it seem like there's a me here who's got the six senses, and through the contact of the six senses, and there's real feelings. As we were chanting in the, the uh, fire sermon this morning, you have the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind, and they're objects, visual forms, sounds, smells, tastes, tactile objects, mind objects. Then you have the Consciousness that arises from that, chakuvinyana, eye consciousness, and then the coming together of the sense organ, the object, and the consciousness that makes pasa, contact. The contact then leads to feeling, pleasant feeling, painful feeling, neutral feeling, with respect to each of the six senses. Understanding this process, seeing how the world gets created, how that sense of me here, the world out there, and the two separate from each other, how that forms and how that leads so easily to dukkha, to dissatisfaction, alienation. This is one of the core teachings, central, most powerful and potent teachings. When the Buddha gave the fire sermon, a thousand, <coughs> a thousand people became arahants hearing that Dhamma talk. Only 15 minutes long. That's a powerful amount of insight arising from one short talk. So it points to how essential, how helpful it can be to understand how the mind creates the world. Creates a subject and an object. Me here, the world out there, and the division between the two. The six senses and condition contact. Contact conditions feeling. Feeling conditions craving. Salyatna, pasa, vedna, tana.
As there's a reflection on appreciation of this process right now, hearing the sound of my words, feeling the weight of your body on the cushion or the stool, the chair, feeling waves of mood, of, of uh, comfort, discomfort, understanding, not understanding, appreciation, irritation, neutral feelings. Notice how the mind creates the world, makes those feelings, those perceptions, something solid, something other, and how there's a me who's thinking, a me who's hearing, a me who feels the weight of this body on the cushion, a me who's talking. How solid, how real, how familiar that feels. When the Buddha spoke about the world, loka, as I often like to quote, he said, what is the world, loka, that whereby one is a perceiver of the world and a conceiver of the world, that is called the world, in this dhamma and discipline. And what is that, whereby one is a perceiver and conceiver of the world, the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind. That's the world in this teaching. So it's the world of our experience. That's the world that can be known. These sounds, these feelings, these thoughts, these images, smells, feelings, tangible objects. This is the world. He also said that unless we can get to the end of the world, we won't get to the end of suffering. You can't reach the end of the world by walking, but unless the end of the world is reached, there is no end to dukkha. Where does the world end? It ends in this quality of awareness, when that apparent solidity of the world and the person who is cognizing that world when the as an emptiness of self and an emptiness of the world those are recognized when the world is seen as empty it's just eye consciousness ear consciousness nose tongue body mind consciousness arising and passing there's no thing absolutely there when that is seen and known that's the the ending of the world. The world loses its false solidity. And that person that is apparently the owner or the cognizer of the world, that loses its solidity too. That which knows the person and the world isn't a person. It's this quality of awakened awareness, the vijadhatu. What's embodied in the, the, the Buddha principle, the Tathagata, that quality of suchness, thus come, thus gone, knowing the world, not attached to the world, not bound by the world, not limited, but knowing the world as having form, but being empty.
So as we sit for uh, long periods of time, hours during the day, or out walking in the cold, when Vedana is unpleasant, we can explore that, see how the mind makes that solid, how Vedana conditions tanha, got to get away from this cold, or this painful knee, this ache in my back, this tension in my in my knees. If only that was over, I'd be happy. To recognize this is feeling, conditioning, craving. And when that's recognized, known as it is, it's this feeling, this discomfort, this sense of cold on the skin. It's known just as this. There's a feeling, there's the Vedana, but the the mind doesn't have to add anything to it. Its empty, insubstantial nature is known. The emptiness of the knower is also known. That which knows the person isn't a person. It's a profound letting go, non-attachment, non-identification. So when there is vicha, when there's awareness, then there's still the body and the six senses, but the mind doesn't create that false division of subject and object. It's not a me here and the world out there, but there's the knowing of this world. It's a subjectless, objectless awareness. The subject is empty, the objects are empty. There's a great freedom, a great peace, a great ease that comes with that insight. So when there is vicha, then there, that false solidity of the sense world is not created. When there's avijja, ignorance, then it seems solid, real, permanent, absolute. Notice that. Notice that feeling of solidity, reality, that the mind gives to the world and challenge that. Recognizing that, letting that awareness have its effect. Even as you're shivering or wincing from discomfort, or at the other end of the scale, relishing a delicious taste, a beautiful, beautiful feeling, a lovely mind state, saying, yes! Exactly the same, just to know it as this sweet feeling. It's just this. Doesn't have to be made into something apparently absolute. Doesn't have to be a person who owns it. It's just this. Sweet taste, bitter taste, neutral taste. Sweet feeling, painful feeling, neutral feeling, just this. And when the world is known in that way, the, the world ends. Its false solidity ends. And the result of that is freedom, peacefulness, clarity, the end of dukkha. <laughs>